0: Dr. Podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, and back with us is Dr. Storzbach. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. It's good to be here.
0: Yeah, I was riding solo, and uh, we missed you on the podcast. So, on today's podcast, we are going to talk about uh, sleeping position and uh, proper pillows that you should be using. Because, as always, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. We have people all the time ask us what uh, they should be doing to get better sleep. And especially when that comes to the the type of pillow and a pillow that's gonna support your neck, a lot of people wake up with headaches and migraines or maybe just general neck tension. And, uh, and so we wanna make sure that you're doing everything possible to mitigate waking up with a headache. And then also the opposite of that is we just wanna make sure that you're sleeping well and, and getting proper sleep because sleep is really important. So we're going to dive into that today because we feel like that's a key component to not only mitigating headache and migraine symptoms, but just feeling healthy throughout life. And so, Dr. Storzbach, let's jump into it and just start off with why is sleeping, why sleep is important.
1: Yeah. So to start off, I always tell people, a lot of people are very interested in diet and exercise for health, which I completely agree with. And I do think sleep should be just as important. So if we kind of look at the trifecta, look at your diet, maybe look at your exercise, but definitely look at your sleep routine. What quality of sleep are you getting? So that's why I'm glad we're diving into this today. Um, A lot of just different biological processes happen during sleep that can only happen during sleep. Um, The brain will store new information. It actually gets rid of certain toxic waste. Nerve cells communicate and reorganize. Um, This all supports healthy brain function. The body repairs cells, and it even repairs muscles. It restores energy, um, even releases certain things like hormones and proteins and chemicals that will actually strengthen your immune system. So just in a nutshell, like all of that is very important and can only happen during quality sleep. And the next thing to think about is we uh, spend a third of our life sleeping. That's a big chunk of time. And I do believe we should optimize it both just for our overall health, but also for our neck health. And so I'm excited to kind of talk through the different sleeping positions, different pillows, and how we can make that the best possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we are physical therapists. And so we love to talk about joints and the musculoskeletal system and how we can move better and how we can keep our body healthy. it relates to avoiding those aches and pains and so one thing that we know a lot about and uh, we're trying to be the experts on are joints and so we know that uh, and this is this should be intuitive for you you think of if you hold uh, the phone to your ear and you're talking on the phone for you know however 15 20 minutes and and then you sort of go to extend your elbow and you're like oh my gosh like my my elbow is sore Uh, there's more than just the joint that you're feeling there but essentially that joint was in one position for long enough where it was irritated, and so we know that joints don't, joints don't like prolonged positions, um, especially when they're at like the end range of motion. Mm-hmm. And so we want to make sure that we avoid um, putting stress on a joint while we sleep because we spend so much time sleeping. Um, and so, what? Let's go into the different positions. Because I think I think people really benefit a lot from that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the general positions people talk about are I sleep on my back, sleep on my side, or I sleep on my stomach. There's also a lot of those in-betweeners that think they sleep on the side, but they kind of like twist halfway onto their stomach. Um, and so definitely, as far as we're concerned, for most people, but definitely headache and migraine sufferers, the ideal position would be more on your back and on your side and to truly avoid stomach sleeping because, like you just said, Joints do not like to stay at end range for long positions. And you can imagine when you twist your neck to the side to sleep on your stomach, that's a huge end range on multiple joints, and that can become very stiff and irritating. Um, so that's kind of, in a nutshell, kind of a good takeaway. We should talk about pillows, though, because we always get that question. And everyone that comes in here is like, I've been through 50 pillows, and I don't know which one is best. And I, the first thing I asked them is like, well, what position are you in? That's where we need to go from. They go, oh, I actually sleep on my back pretty comfortably. Great, that's pretty simple. Just a thin, flat pillow, nothing super special is generally the best for most people. You definitely don't want it too thick, too big to push your head forward. That's going to cause some neck um, issues. And the other thing some people will try is just rolling up like a hand towel, you know, so it's still soft, only an inch or two um, in diameter, not big, but you can put that underneath the natural curve of your neck when you're on your back. And sometimes that can feel very nice too. Um, So the back is, is kind of ideal if you can really get into that position and fall asleep, that's great. But I do know a lot of people have a hard time with that. And especially people who snore and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, back sleepers, I, and I get this question sometimes where people sleep on their back, but they're like, well, my, my head is turned when I'm on my back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, our solution there would be to, to have a contoured to the pillow or to have like that towel roll or a neck roll um, so that you're less prone to your head turning to one side or the other mm-hmm. um, so that your, your head feels more supported in that position. And try that out. See how that goes. Because we don't necessarily want your head turned while you're on your back. We, we want the spine to be in a nice, neutral position, and especially because a lot of the patients, well, nearly all of the patients we see have lost rotation. That's one of the big movements that they're not able to do um, in an efficient manner. So you can still turn your head, but it's not coming from where it needs to come from. And so thinking of just turning your head throughout the day sh- like may add stress uh, to the neck, but let alone at night sleeping for however many hours in that position.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, back sleeping is is definitely our top recommendation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we can go on to side sleeping. I feel like this is a pretty common one. This is where I live most of the time. And what I'll notice is when people say, oh yeah, I sleep on my side and my back and I use the same pillow. That's a little bit tough because like we just said, thin flat pillow uh, with a little tiny contour is great for your back. But if you're on your side You can imagine with your shoulder, there's a huge space between the edge of your shoulder and your ear that we kind of need to fill and stay, um, you know, steady in that way while we're on our side. Otherwise, our head will kink down or if it's too big, kink away. um, And that can put, you know, a lot more stress on the neck. So for the side sleeping, we generally recommend a memory foam pillow that ranges between three and five inches. And a lot of good side sleeping pillows will have multiple... um, sizes to choose from because we're all not all the same stature some of us are small and petite some of us are very tall some of us have broader shoulders and so it's actually good to measure that space and actually lay down and trial a pillow before you just go oh yeah this is good for every side sleeper so we do have a great pillow we recommend that we will put the link on um, to this the problem is it has been on back order with covid we are still recommending it because hopefully it'll come back or it gives you a really nice guideline of of what type of pillow to look for
0: yeah yeah and we've i personally have tried several different pillows and um outside of this one we recommend if there's a relax the back near you Mm -hmm. we're not getting paid by them at all we just we just like what they do um we have one near us and uh and they do a good job um, and they have, they have good products, yeah. uh, and they'll kind of fit you with, uh, the proper pillow. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for, for side sleeping on the back sleeping. Yeah. If side sleepers that that pillow is probably the most, uh, it's the most crucial to get it right when you're a side sleeper, mm-hmm. um, because it needs to be supportive. And so this, this kind of segues into, we'll talk about stomach sleeping here in a second, but when you're side sleeping, if your neck is propped up too much, or if your pillow is not supportive enough, and um, what can happen is there so there's different muscles within the neck that if your neck has this type of injury or, or the the restrictions that we talk about uh, just with turning your head or even just with upright posture these accessory muscles, these other muscles in the neck that maybe aren't supposed to be doing as much work have to kick in um, just to accommodate to the different postures and stresses throughout the day and so they're they're looking to, um, they they want to relax but oftentimes if our head is in these different uh positions rather than relaxed and in the neutral position or if your body or your neck feels like it has to like contract to hold your head up because it doesn't completely like the position you're in um then that's when you can wake up not only with a headache but uh that's sort of like neck strain or kink in your neck um and we want to avoid those because the once once that like muscle spasm Uh, happens, it it can last for, you know, a couple days and it's pretty miserable. Mm -hmm. We've had patients that have to call off work just because their neck or their shoulder muscle won't calm down.
1: Yeah. And that's a good thing to think about before we jump into stomach sleeping is people on their side, if you don't actually sometimes add a couple other pillows to help the rest of your body and spine position, you can have much more tendency to kind of lean forward or tuck one shoulder behind you or too far in front which causes this spinal twist. And um, so we really recommend a pillow between your knees mm-hmm. that it really helps keep you. You can imagine your legs and hips in alignment, so the low part of your spine. And then even hugging a pillow is nice. So it, it prevents you from like fully rolling more onto your stomach. Um, a body pillow. Some people love the body pillows that can go both between like a hug to their, to their knees. That's great. Um, but definitely if you're a side sleeper, I would recommend that.
0: Yeah, yeah, th- those additional pillows are very crucial um, to prevent that sort of side stomach sleeping, mm-hmm. and uh, and that, those don't have to be anything fancy. You know, you can just grab throw pillows on your couch. Um, body pillows are, are for the person that like really, <laughs> really has a strong habit of rolling under their stomach, mm-hmm. and uh, the body pillow will likely not move as much as like two individual pillows. Then um, the fact that we want your knees together and kind of bent. Is um because if if they're straight, you you it's gonna be easier for you to roll, um, and so having your knees bent, uh, almost like you're curled up a little bit, prevents you from wanting to roll under your stomach. Mm-hmm. So very practical things there.
1: Yeah. So the last one is stomach sleeping, which is a hard one to break. If you're a stomach sleeper, I understand it can be a hard one to. Try to change, but as we said, it, it really at all costs, if you can try to avoid this and develop different habits and patterns, that would be really great because it twists on the neck. It's very hard, not even on your neck, it's really hard on your back. It extends your back too much, too. Um, and so I have a couple patients here that have really been trying to switch this um, either onto their side or their stomach, and I recommended a weighted blanket for one of them. Um, now, weighted blankets have definitely become more popular. They can be great, you know, for anxiety, for all sorts of things. But for me, as a PT, I've noticed that people with the weighted blanket um, they don't move as much. So if you can actually fall asleep on your side or, or back, and you have that weight on your body, neurologically your body will actually probably calm down a bit more and feel like okay I can settle into this position versus wanting to toss and turn a lot and I just had a patient come in this morning and go oh my gosh I just had the best sleep of my life with this weighted blanket and he, I didn't go into my stomach so it was it was it was a win for the day for sure <laughs>
0: yeah that's awesome you yeah. Um, have yeah, the stomach sleeping habit can be a really tough one it is yeah so yeah. a few things a few questions that that may have popped up that I want to uh, address one is if so let's say uh, your parent and in your son or daughter, because especially a- in our like adolescence or little kid years, we um, tend to just you know sleep in whatever position. Oftentimes, it is the stomach. So, um, I would say that stomach sleeping, you know, if your if your neck moves, totally fine. I still ne- wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but this is especially pertinent for someone with headaches and migraines with a neck issue. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you have headaches, migraines, uh, neck issue, like, you definitely want to avoid your stomach. Now, if your neck moves great, I would imagine that there are people that go through their entire life sleeping on their stomach that are probably fine. Mm-hmm. Um, still not, I mean, if if you're going to create a habit, you might as well just avoid, like, potentially increasing stress through the neck. Uh, but that's one question we get sometimes is, like, you know, if, if someone doesn't have headaches, or migraines, like, is it always bad to sleep on your stomach? Um, I would say not necessarily, uh, but we definitely recommend the back or side with the proper pillows, mm-hmm. um, because we, th- yeah, just going through life like most people are going to have some level of stress through their neck. Yeah, um, and then little kids. So little kids can be tough because um, we have several little kids that come to see us that have headaches, and in uh, sleeping position is important. And so mom or dad, as you you know walk by their bedroom or you peek in on them, just I you might have to just reposition them. Um, Cause they're probably going to want to toss and turn um, weighted blankets probably come in handy here mm-hmm. if they can, uh, yeah, just feel like they're, they have that pressure. Um, you, you just want, so it's kind of a subconscious thing. And so anything that makes it harder for them to get out of that position, it, but they can still fall asleep. Um, that's what we want. So the, the pillows in between the knees make it harder. The weighted blanket makes it harder to roll and toss and turn. Um, but kids can be a little tricky and, uh, but it's, it's worth going through the process and trying to create, to create a good habit. And then following the, the pillow theme, uh, a little bit of a different realm. So I have a, a two-year-old and then a three-month-old. And so right now, uh, my wife is, is nursing our three-month-old and she uses a Boppy pillow and moms out there are probably very familiar with this. Uh, but with breastfeeding with nursing comes this sort of forward posture your um yeah your shoulder tension will develop um, your heads forward because you're looking down at the child Um, and it's definitely something that you want to consider your position in so this is just something we've thrown in here because we're like hey we're talking about pillows um let's make sure we have a plug for the nursing mom and just proper posturing anything you can do to sort of bring the child up without you having to hold it with your arm uh, and the poppy pillow seems to do that well. Um, or even just, you know, whatever pillows you have around you, definitely prop your, your arm up with that. Um, and then go back and listen to our other podcast or, uh, reach out to us because we'll want you doing like other stretches to, se- to kind of counteract, um, what you're doing with nursing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So how do we optimize sleep hygiene? We have some, some more like practical tips and tricks here?
1: Yeah, I just think, um, you know, and I'm sure a lot of us is kind of a common sense, but like I said in the beginning, sleep is super important. And if you can just make a couple changes to make it a little more routine for you, because your brain really actually likes the routine. And even if you don't notice... If you make a couple of these changes I'm going to suggest and then in a couple of weeks you're like, I don't know if I really notice, your brain, I promise if you stay consistent with it within a few months, will really start to neurologically understand like, oh, it's time to go to sleep now and it will be a little easier to fall, fall asleep. So the first thing is really just keeping a stable sleep schedule. To me, the most important thing is actually waking up at the same time. Now going to sleep and waking up are both very important. Um, but it's like within a half an hour time, if you can really consistently try to have that circadian rhythm, that body clock that is pretty consistent. Um, you know, of course, making your bedroom comfortable, free of disruptions. So, you know, probably no screens within a couple hours, um, comfortable, meaning, you know, find that, Perfect sheet you love, or, or blanket. Maybe put on a little soothing music. Something that maybe essential oil. Something that maybe makes you feel a little, um, you know, quieter or more peaceful at nighttime. Um, And then just following a true pre-bedroom routine. Most of that is just like brushing your teeth, go to bed. That could be it. You know, some people have a whole kind of routine though. They brush their teeth, they wash their face, they have certain lotions, whatever. Do do
0: two neck exercises. Yes, thank you.
1: You're right. (laughs) That's exactly right. Um, Like we say, brush your teeth and then floss your neck also and get your neck moving. That's perfect. Um, So those are just things you can do. And then obviously during the day, just kind of be conscientious of your caffeine intake um, caffeine has a really long half-life so uh, even at eight hours later it's still somewhat in your system so just keep that in mind and you can still fall asleep with caffeine in your system but you won't will still not get into the proper like sleep pattern you want to be in for optimal health so just keep that in mind um, you know and just make gradual adjustments if uh, as you go and if you need to shift your sleep times try not to do it all in one fell swoop not a huge change you know, maybe if you can just do an hour or two slowly if you have to, sl- s- you know, change your schedule up. Um, and then don't overdo it with naps, which I'm a na- I am love to nap. Um, but they've really shown, you know, keep it to early afternoon, keep it short. Like those true power naps between 15 and 20 minutes are actually key and wonderful for the brain, but really nothing longer than that. Yeah. Um, and those are really kind of the main things. Do you have anything else you like to do?
0: Well, with with napping, um, I think a lot of patients will get in trouble with that because Mm. they might like fall asleep on the couch Mm -hmm. or like maybe they fall asleep in bed but they're they're not necessarily thinking about um, the positioning that they're falling asleep in Mm -hmm. uh, potentially because they don't intend to fall asleep for that long or whatever it may be Um, but yeah naps can get people in trouble as well so keep your guard up (laughs) with those Um, and I know a lot of patients with migraines uh, definitely will will need naps to kind of curb the the symptoms and, uh, that's the only way to get rid of it. Um, but just remember these things that we've talked about with naps as well. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that, that covers it. There's probably more we could talk about, but I think that's a really good foundation, Mm -hmm. um, and important stuff. So if you, yeah, and I've had, we've had patients that, um, they reach out to us and, and maybe they can't start treatment right away, but we'll be able to interact with them Uh, on some level and they'll change your sleep position and it'll reduce their migraines by like 50% or -hmm. uh, 30%. Um, I've seen it happen. Um, I'm not guaranteeing that'll happen to you, but if uh, yeah, it can't hurt. So definitely try it, stick with it. This isn't something that you'll necessarily notice a change within the first like couple days and it'll be frustrating. Um, You might even lose a little bit of sleep right away, which we do want to prioritize sleep. Um, But it takes time to develop a habit, so stick with this stuff.
1: Right, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to the Headache Doctor podcast. As always, it's our mission to educate and empower everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence so you can thrive in everything you do.